Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is supporting your teammates under pressure. Now, we've all been there during a game. It could be an under-12s game. It could be a, a cup final. But in most football matches, we'll referee, there's going to be pressure. Might be a lot of pressure. Might be a little bit of pressure. Might be 90 minutes of pressure. Might be 30 seconds of pressure. But what we're going to talk about today is how to deal with that and how, as a team, you can help each other through these games, which might bring upon situations that give you a lot more pressure than other games. Yeah, this is such a hard topic. It's so important at the same time because when you're out there, too many times we don't think that we are a team, but we actually are. And most of the times we are the only people supporting each other because obviously fans don't come to support us. You'll never hear (laughs) the football pitch, go ref, great decision. So it's really important to be able to really have each other's backs during a game, before a game and after. But it's not as easy. Because sometimes it just takes that very uncomfortable conversation and it can it can be hard, especially if you are a bit younger or maybe you are inexperienced in working in a, in a team. So it's really hard to, to know how to approach that. So hopefully we'll be able to cover cover some of these aspects in, in this episode. I think let's start in the best place, which is the beginning. So let's start about how can we prepare for pressure? Before we having to deal with it, how can we prepare to deal with pressure? Because good preparation enables better performance and makes being under pressure a much easier situation. I think it comes back to something we've talked about in another Coaching Corner episode, which is your pre-match instructions and sort of that mantra as a whole about interacting with your team before the game, reaching out to your team before the game. If you're comfortable with your teammates, your colleagues, and you trust them, it's much easier to deal with pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that trust, that team culture, you start building it before the game, not when you're walking in, not even during the warm-up, but way before. So that's where it's important to really start building the relationship early on, as early as possible, as early as the appointment. Uh, and it's, it's just key because... If you rock up to referee with a stranger uh, and you just give them some instructions and tell them, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, it's not really going to build that trust, Mm. that camaraderie that you need to be able to support each other. So I remember you got me onto this saying, Jack, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And it's become one of my favorite mantras in life. But it's so true. If we don't prepare ourselves, we can't be in a clear state of mind where we can actually be of support to someone else because we will be the ones needing support. And having the ability to have that two-way relationship where we can support each other really comes down to preparation and how we approach the game and before the game and what is that we say to our assistants. Yeah, and I think so the tangible things that people can take away is stuff we've talked about before. Always contact your team before the game. Reach out to the assessor before the game just to say, hey, welcome to the team, looking forward to working with you. You know, these sorts of things break down barriers. Those tangible action of just reaching out is really, really impactful. When you get them at the ground, 
in COVID times might be a bit different, but in, <laughs> in the real world, you know, shake their hand, be happy to see them, warmly welcome them. And, and, and that warmth will go a long way to really developing a team environment, which will help you deal with pressure together. Yeah, and that's very valuable and true, both if you're an assistant or a referee, because you may be in a situation where you are the center referee and you have an inexperienced assistant or experienced assistant, but doesn't matter whether they are, what's their experience level, they can still go through a hard time or pressure during a match. But obviously the way we can approach and talk to them, it's different. At the same time, if you're an assistant, you may be on, on, on the team of a, of a young referee that has just made the jump to a new league. So they may still try to find their feet in the league. And you as an experienced assistant, you can actually really help and improve the, the whole experience and the journey of, the, of this game for this central referee. So it's very important, even before the game, getting to know who you're talking to. If you know the person, if you know the referee because you met them at training or you've heard the names at a, at, at a branch meeting, that's great because you don't need to do that. Uh, you don't have to ask those questions. You don't have to sort of work out for yourself what kind of person you're dealing with. But it's always good to sort of talk and understand what's the level of, of experience of a referee or an assistant because that will help you sort of know. Also, especially as an assistant, judging your involvement during the game and that will touch on a little bit later. But knowing how to approach and the right things to say, it's, it can be really hard. Uh, as as an assistant, if you have a really a really inexperienced referee or someone that has just made the jump, it's easy to say, "Don't worry, I got your back." During the game, if anything goes wrong, if you need any help, I'll be there. Uh, I know the home team. I know the benches. They've they've seen me before. Anything that they'll cause trouble with, I'll be there to help you. And that could just give that extra boost to a referee because they'll know that there is someone that has that experience and has a relationship already with teams. And on the other hand, is the same with a central referee, a very experienced referee with an assistant. If it's the first game in a new league, they'll say, don't worry, I'll back you all the time. If anyone has a problem, I'll be there for you. Uh, we're in this together. And just go do your thing, focus on your decisions. And you can have that. It's almost a mentorship relationship where you can really help the other person, your teammate, to perform at their best without having to having fear of the results or fear of failure. You touched on it slightly just then, Ale, but the next area to talk about is, is during the game and how to support your team when they're under pressure during the game. So a couple of things to think about here and something that, again, Ale, you just sort of surface touched on is if you're an experienced referee with inexperienced assistant referees, they might be feeling the pressure a lot more than you are. For you, it could just be a run-of-the-mill game. But for the assistant referee, if it's their first game at this level, they could place a lot of pressure and expectation on themselves. Now, how can the referee support this inexperienced official? The one important strategy or thing to consider is, is supporting them with their decision-making. Now, we know that assistant referees and referees are going to make mistakes. And especially in the first few minutes of that game, which they're nervous about, they might make an error. And of, of course, take this anecdote thought bubble with, with a big pinch of salt because it needs to be replied in the right way. But we should do everything we can to support, support our assistance decisions, especially early in the game. If there's a 50-50 throw in, 
and you're 60 40 on a direction and the assistant goes the other way back your assistant in okay it's a 50 50 decision it's not going to change the game but the impact of that will have two things one will be on your assistant who will go wow the ref's going to support me today and secondly it'll be on the players because it will go, this referee trusts his assistant. And as a referee, you can say that to the players. No, I trust the assistant. He's right there. I'm backing his decision. So those two things could have a really big impact on how the assistant referee deals with the pressure of the game. Now, imagine if it's your first game or, you know, first game in a new level and you give a decision, your first decision of the game, and the referee goes, no, no, he's got it wrong. I'm right. I'm, I'm overruling you. Um, how, how would that make the assistant referee feel? I think we all know that it would make you feel pretty rubbish terrible yeah you would not be looking forward to the next 87 or 88 minutes however long is is left on the clock yeah it doesn't help with confidence and doesn't build a team culture if you keep getting waved down or your decisions overall because you feel that obviously you don't have the trust of the referee and that's it's terrible uh, absolutely at the same time even as an assistant we can we can sort of try and and help the referee uh, as much as we can. Obviously, it's a bit different because the involvement as an assistant it's a, it's not as um, as consistent and constant as a as a referee. But you know, where when the referee is making a decision and someone questions you, and it always happens. Uh, we've all been there when the referee gives a, a foul and everyone turns to you, especially if teams know you, and they say, "Oh." He, What's what's he doing? Why, tell him something. Lino, Lino. And the best thing we can do is an assistant say is support referee, whether we agree or not. But the decision has been made. It's not going to change. And the best thing we can do is just shake a hand, shake a head and say, no, nah, the referee's got it right. Just move on, keep going and, and support our teammate. Hey, listeners. Don't forget that the best way to be involved with the Ref Coach community is in the Ref Coach Facebook group. Search Ref Coach on Facebook for our group. So we touched on before the game. We've touched on during the game, and now let's talk about halftime. Um, what sort of strategies can we use, Ali? And, and I guess these are much more. These strategies aren't really anything to do with football. These are just people <laughs> strategies yeah. and, and techniques. What can we do at halftime to to help our teammates and our, our colleagues deal with pressure? Yeah, this is where it gets really complicated because obviously we can't really read our teammates' minds. Uh, but it may it may happen. It all it happens quite often. Uh, one one of the referees have made a decision, has made a decision, and maybe to to everyone else on the park or to most people on the park on the field, it was clear there was not the right decision. Uh, I can think straight off the back of my head one of the most famous in referee and it's uh there was on uh kill the referee the documentary was uh, mike malarkey in the austria poland game uh, giving a wrong offside in the first half which resulted in a goal and um and he saw it on the big screen and half time you could see him in the documentary was quite upset obviously we sometimes we can't we couldn't read mike's mind but it was obvious that he was not happy with himself uh, and that's going to happen in all levels. So it's really hard to approach because you'll never, unless you know really well the person you're dealing with, which would be a great strike of luck, 
uh, knowing knowing the person, if you're friends with the, with your teammate, and you you know how they're gonna react to potential criticism or, or a question about their decision, it's always good to to sort of suss out the the mode, seeing if they come back into the into the change room and they are jolly and upbeat and they they're not real, they don't look like they're thinking or worrying about anything, or if they look like they just saw a ghost and they've gone white and they just don't say a word. It's always hard and needs to be very, we need to be very careful on how we approach that because if we say the wrong thing, that could really mess up the whole, the rest of the game. So it's always important to sort of maybe start asking a question. Is everything okay? Is anything bothering you? Is anyone bothering you on the field? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? That's simple. Sort of trying to understand what's going on. And some people will open up, some people will not. Some some people, whether they're assistants or referees, they, they may not tell you if there's something wrong because they may think that admitting a mistake or showing that they feel they've done something wrong will be seen as a weakness. So maybe in that situation, if, if one of your teammates is not opening up, it's better to leave it and just try to give everyone a pep talk and say, come on, guys, we're doing well, let's, you know... Try and focus everyone's attention on what the second half may look like. What's the score? How are the teams behaving? How are the players behaving? What can we expect on the second half? Is there any troublemaker we're going to have to deal with? So try to move the attention away from what happened in the first half. Almost cause a distraction so that everyone can think about what's next and forget what happened before. Uh, one of my latest favorites, TV shows, Ted Lasso, uh, the coach always tells his players, be a goldfish. Goldfish have a memory that lasts a minute. Forget what happened, move on. So be a goldfish in that situation and try your, try to force you, tell your teammates, be a goldfish, forget the first half, move on to the second half. Think about what happens next. And that can help. On the other hand, if your teammates open up and say, I got that wrong, that's fantastic. That's the best thing that could happen. Because you can say, look, whatever, it's happened. Yeah, let's forget about it. Let's move on. Focus on getting these decisions right. Do your best to, to look good. Focus on the way you move. Focus on all your strengths. Don't think about that decision. If anyone asks, I'll back you up 100%. And if anyone's got a problem with it, we'll just deal with him. Don't worry about it. Uh, so it really depends on the situation and how a person is reacting to it. Um, it's, it's not easy, but we, as a team, we need to try and always back and always ask how our teammates how to feel even at halftime. Well said, Ale. And then the final part about dealing with pressure is, well, how do we learn from it? How do we reflect on it? So we've had a game where we were under pressure or we helped our assistant, teammate, colleague when they were under pressure. Well, what can we take away from this to be better next time? And, and the key thing is to, to take time, you know, let things settle. If it's been a difficult game with a lot of pressure, Take a few days to let it sink in and then come back to it. Think about it. Reflect on it. What did you do well? What could you have done better? How could you have helped your team better? Importantly, if there was an error which led to the pressure or maybe the pressure caused an error, think about what you would do differently next time to ensure that the same mistake won't happen again. We talk a lot on both of our podcasts about how journaling can help if you want to write things down, write down your reflections, write down how you are feeling at this time. It can really help you to understand your emotions and take control of what has been. But the crucial thing is to reflect, 
do it in a way that suits you and you'll very, very quickly be on your way to being a better referee and being much better at dealing with pressurized situations. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a RefCoach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a RefCoach whistle to show that you are part of the RefCoach community when you're out on the pitch.